You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Do you allow your mood to dictate how you show up day to day? In this episode of Carly's Couch, we talk about how to be a little bit less reactive. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday or whatever day it is. Welcome to Carly's Couch. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all the reviews, the five stars. And if you haven't left a review or a rating or haven't in a while, please do so because we like to read those and share those with others. And also please share us with a friend. Yeah, like you tell us that you like the episodes and we love that. But also feel free to share them so that we can reach new people with our episodes. Yep. Um, so this week's question from the couch is what is the last thing that made you cry? Lexi, what's the last thing that made you cry? I don't remember. Uh, that's real. I was trying to think. I don't remember child. And maybe it might've been some like relationship type thing. I don't know. Or just like not feeling hurt or feeling frustrated. But, um, I, I get more, a little more cryy when I'm, uh, like in one of my hormonal phases. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. But probably probably something just like being aggravated. What about you? Um, same with the hormones. But <laughs> I would say either so either a hormonal sign. Like, I can't type this no more. <laughs> <laughs> You're not doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> and be like, all right. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I'm just crying right in my little notes app and keep it moving. Man, keep it moving. Because it's gonna be fun in two days. Uh but I would say that or probably like random grief hits. Mm-hmm. Like missing my mom, yeah. something like that. Yeah, the, the random grief hits do be be getting you, for real. Um, and that's what some of the folks said. Um, people said their friend passing away, um, thinking about their father, which maybe I'm going to kind of assume mm-hmm. maybe something happened there. Um, hormones, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny how we women can, like, you just get more teary um, wow. during hormones. Um, my friend just cried, and I lost hella bread um, at his wedding. I lost ten dollars to Lance Gross. I lost five dollars to uh, one of his friends. I went to Scad. I was over here making side bets. Well, everybody was. We we're making side bets. Like, is he gonna cry during the wedding? And I was like, No, he ain't gonna cry. I promise. But then during the wedding, he did the thing where he like he turned around so that he wouldn't see her till she started coming out. And, I, and as soon as he did, I was like, Oh, he gonna cry when he turned around. <laughs> and he turned around and he he started doing a little teary. So I was like, Dang it! I looked over. And Lance Gross was like, Yeah, I need my ten dollars. <laughs> And on the way out, as we exited out, I was like, I'm going to take this 10. <laughs> I had slid Actually, I, I took five out of my uh, boyfriend wallet, but to <laughs> add to my five. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take this. <laughs> and then I found out later he has a gambling problem. So sorry about that, Kyle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I imagine, like, I love when, when men cry oh, man. getting married because, like, that is kind of serious. I, I feel like love and getting married is way more serious for guys, but that's another topic. Yeah, but that always, like, makes me, like, oh, when the guys start right, crying. That's Mr. my favorite. When Mr. Tough guy start oh, crying. Man. He's like, dang it. That's my favorite. Anyway, I was mad. Um, Some other reasons are a movie, life, because life yeah. be life in, and then Beyonce. I got that twice. <laughs> so, so people teared up <laughs> at the real. Beyonce concert. Because it's, like, so excellent. It's, it's just, like, wow, how can you be this excellent every other day? It's crazy. Like, why are you not tired? Bro. And then, like, movies, music sometimes, like, Movies do be hidden. Sometimes I, I'll look for. I think I've asked this on Twitter before, and I have a little list. Like, yeah, what's some movies that made y'all cry? Because sometimes you just want to watch something emotional. Um, and there's some, there's some ones. So Bro, also some shows. Because I remember yeah. um, 
because I can only opt in for so much additional like trauma or life things yeah. sometimes outside of life. And this, this is, is us. Yeah, this is us, boy. <laughs> and I forgot sometimes... the name of the other one where the guy, um, mm. their friend mm. um, killed himself in the first episode. But like, then after like th- four seasons, it got goofy. But I was like, dang, every episode was like, God, something happened. So if I needed to process and I couldn't quite figure it out, I would just watch This Is Us and start bawling and get through my emotions. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So yeah, it's okay to cry, guys. It's good for you. Um, I think sometimes too, because I used to not cry rarely or I cried rarely so but I started realizing like okay like when I cried and it's when it seemed kind of random it's like I just needed to like release something Mm -hmm. so like I started embracing it so I I like when I do cry now but um yeah and then that's why I like trying to watch the show every once in a while because it's like it feels good to like just release that it is such a beautiful release so take your time doing that yeah speaking of emotions and um releasing we're talking about emotional reactivity today, and we're thinking about, like, episode topics. We always try to do things in our lives, and um, something that I was just thinking through is, like, you know, are my everyday actions, like, based on, like, how I'm feeling in the moment? Like, what am I doing? Or is it, like, an underlying thing of discipline? So that's kind of how, like, the long meandering path that got us to today's topic. I feel like Chris talking, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you've so you been questioning your own reactivity? Yeah. Okay, I was yeah. ready for you to throw me under the bus. So I'm no. I'm very reactive. I'm going to let you do that yourself. My, yeah, my, my partner, my friends, Kyle, he was like, you be turning up too much. But, like, he turns up with me, so it's cool. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I don't really realize that I do that because when I do that, and so by by reactivity to me and what I do is, like, Somebody might say something to me, and I'll immediately just be like, yeah, but da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like, I'll, I'll get hyped, but I'm not necessarily, like, super angry or anything. I just I just need to release more umph with it. And then I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm, I'm good, but it's too much reaction. And I think it reminds people, like, if you have a, a mom or a parent who used to be like, sit down and like yell at you and stuff like that. It it makes you feel, it can make people feel little. And I'm just saying what they said to me, child. I don't know. Uh, And it can make you feel like somebody's trying to like be commanding on you. And, Mm -hmm. and like, it makes you get small and like just shut up and be quiet and shut down. Um, so that's what I heard, but it definitely interrupts the flow. It can interrupt the flow of conversation. Yeah. Now make people shut down. You can't come back because we be like, I can't have a conversation. I'm also reactive, but apparently like, I don't always be mad or anything. I just like am reactive, I suppose. And I get louder or whatever. And then it's always like, you know, yo, why you be so loud or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, just interact. But then by then it kind of ruined the mood. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) And guys are so weird too. Cause they, they always act like. Like, if, if you get a little hype, then it's like, okay, we back. Like, I'm cool now, yeah. so what, what's the problem? And now it's like, nah, you had attitude. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how reactive would you say that you are? I'm swinging at like a 7, 7.5. I think that's a little high. But you probably, you might have another little side. Well, so what about say, I'm thinking like my more reactiveness. So in like partner situations, it's probably with him that I get the most reactive. But I, I think we should we should think about it with everything too. Like in general, I'm because I'm reactive and um and like client meetings too. At one time I had to like go off camera real quick. Cause I was like I know this. It was like a client and like I had talked for 
15 minutes explaining a document. Then she butted in talking about something totally random for like 10 minutes. Then to be like, okay, but what did you say at the beginning? I wasn't listening. I said, hold on one second. <laughs> I was like, hey, yo. I was like, like I was saying, like, like I, I was like, bro, come on. Like, and I think also, I, I think it could be different also for women sometimes and for um, black people or, or other people of color because it's like, don't disrespect me. Like, you, you just not, you just being a white woman right now. You're not fucking listening to me. Um, and I think we could sometimes get to a point where it's like, I'm not about to just sit here and let you talk however, mm-hmm. right? Um, or act like you don't have respect for me and what I'm talking about, what I'm doing. So I, I think sometimes it maybe uh, becoming more reactive or like that can be something that you, when you finally come out of feeling like, okay, everybody's always talking to me, then you kind of finally come out of that. And now you're like being more expressive or, or feeling less concerned about how you come across because I need to get my point across. Just like mm-hmm. when I'm walking on the sidewalk, like I don't, I don't move for people. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I don't y'all got a whole lot of people. You either going to run into me or are you going to walk around? Like what, what are you doing? So I think we, sometimes we can kind of become a little more bullyish. And I think that's what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I didn't have parents that like yelled at me or reacted too much like that to me, but I did feel like I didn't really have a voice. And so now I like extra have a voice um, and it's just not always healthy for particular relationships that I do want to cultivate. Yeah, I think that's a, a very fair <laughs> assessment and similar a lot from my side. I think a lot of it does come from culture upbringing. Yeah, you just trauma. get fed up at some point. Bro, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, I'm not about to take this. But also maybe you come from a loud house and you just got to be loud to be heard mm-hmm. or you're fighting to be heard over all the loudness and what's going on. You know, there's yeah. just different things. Um, but I do think that's where it comes from. Yeah, like sometimes people, it makes you get loud or sometimes it makes you be a shut down person. Um, <clears throat> and it's so interesting because I think I tend to end up with people who are more like shut down people while I'm being extra. So, I, and there's some weird thing about how that connects because, you know, people be looking for their mama and whatever. Um, anyway, but I would say that I'm probably like a, maybe an eight and a half, maybe a little more, maybe a little more just just because I do feel like I'm pretty bold with, like. Yeah. And I, I'm going to hold my seven. I'm going to hold my seven. I brought it down a half, but I'm going to hold my seven. But, yeah, that what it looks like to me is just immediately responding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get tight. So, even I might not get, I'll probably get a little louder. But if I don't get loud, it's in the delivery that, all right, so da-da-da-da-da-da. Or I might start mocking, like, are you serious? Or Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a, dang, I guess I kind of hurt people's feelings a little bit. Um, but that's what it looks like for me is just immediately hopping to, I, I don't know, it's just a different tone. Mm-hmm. I about to say, yeah, mine is definitely vocal, like, like um, whether in volume or in sharpness. I also make faces immediately about anything. I remember when I was in business school, Everybody would look at me when somebody says something stupid or off off the cuff <laughs> or whatever because they knew I was going to make a face and I don't be catching it. We like, yeah. Yeah, that's what I get called on too is, but I don't like that because that's when I also think sometimes people are being emotionally responsible, over-responsible when it's like, if I go, if I ask a question, I go like this and they'd be like, or not. And I'm like, no, you don't have to change your answer. Like, especially if you're like, where do you want to eat? And they, Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, mm. Like, that doesn't mean, like, that's a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
from the other side, I completely understand because if somebody does that to me, then I'm immediately like, okay, well then what do you want if, if you're going to make a face about everything I say, right? So it can't go both ways. And so you do have to recognize like half the time, the same things that you're, that people are doing it might bother you. you. You be doing the same thing. Like it will bother you the other way around as well. Um, and yet with the reactivity, I feel like sometimes when I'm going from like zero to a hundred, like, I don't mind you also, like, turning up. Like, it, it bothers me more when you just shut down. Because it's like, oh, now you don't got nothing to say? Like, speak up. Like, we, we talking now, speak up. And then it's just like, shut down because this reminds me of my parents. <laughs> so, it, it just, it don't work. It don't work. I feel the same. And I think that, you, okay, so even if you might not be emotionally reactive in the same ways that Lexi and I are, or if you don't see yourself in that, here are some other signs that you might, in fact, still be emotionally <laughs> reactive. So, are you offended at the slightest little things? Yes. Are your reactions often out of proportion for the situation? <laughs> Sometimes. Do you explode on yes. other people? Do you frequently storm off in a cloud of self-righteousness when things aren't going to your I'd plan? I'm pissed. <laughs> I, hate, I hate when people don't do things the way I would do it. And that's my biggest problem, too. Because I'm like, see, if I was playing this, I would have knew what time. I would have knew where we was going. Mm. And then I, I shouldn't have to be upset about that. So, I, I try to remind myself, like, it don't matter, but, like, I feel like people don't put the same care into things when they don't do it the way I do it. And the way I do things is the way I do things. And the, it's the right way. Anyway. Um, do you believe circumstances have caused your reaction, leaving you feeling buffeted by the storms of life? Yeah, like, do you think that people or circumstances outside of you are what made you angry or ruined your day? I think that's what that means. If you get tossed about see. by the things that are outside of you. For the five seconds, though, that's the thing. I'm not. A, I'm definitely not a like. Oh, my whole day is ruined because, like, not exactly, but in the moment, yes. When I turn up real quick, yes. But then, uh, then it's over. I don't think I let it run my life. And then sometimes, you know, we'll overthink about a thing, mm -hmm. and I'll let myself get angry about it. So that maybe sometimes. Do people find you prickly and hard to be around? For sure. Do you become defensive and resentful if you perceive someone yes. to have criticized you? Yes. Does rage consume you at very short notice and with the tiniest provocation? Yeah, that's what people say. There's a theme. <laughs> it is said. <laughs> is it, there's a theme to your outburst, but you're not quite sure what it is? Maybe. Do you feel powerlessness with a sense, little sense of agency? No. Hard no on that one for me. Yeah, that, that's, where, that's, that's the main. And yet, I'm still sitting here like, dang, I keep turning up and I can't. <laughs> Like, how do you stop? Mm. <laughs> so, but I don't think I feel powerless, but also I just be turning up. So, um. we kind of talked about why we are emotionally reactive, but are there any positives to being reactive? Um, I think for me, like, I, I've become more reactive and a positive kind of to that is like, I'm actually honoring like mm -hmm. how my emotions at the time. I just mm -hmm. need to do it in a healthier way. So, I will say that. Um, and, and even as far as the why are we reactive, it's, it's something's triggering my ego and something's triggering that I'm not getting something I want. I'm not being her like something. Something is not being serving me mm -hmm. what I want. Um, and I'm acknowledging in this, but I, ne I need to do it in a different way. And I think sometimes um, when we get caught up in the reaction, like something happens and it might be seemingly small, but we have a really big reaction. It is because there's an underlying thing there. Of, yeah. I'm not being heard. I'm not being seen. I'm not being appreciated. There's like four or five things like in relationships and in like jobs that people react mm -hmm. to, but it's triggered by something smaller, like the way someone looked at you, the way they said something. But 
really there's like a bigger issue going on. Yeah, and when we get more into strategies on how to curb this, we'll talk about that a little more because I do recognize those things. And I can say that. It's just that it's still a little too late after the turn up. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. See, I don't be recognizing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't be recognizing until like, after the what? turn up. And like, damn, that's what that was. Actually, this reminds me that you didn't, you don't pay attention to X, Y, Z. And so this one little, actually, uh, probably, I have an exact clear example of this when we get to it. So, um, but it, but it affects relationships negatively, apparently. Um, <laughs> not for me, but, uh, <laughs> I, I think that at any time that you cause people to maybe shut down, mm-hmm. them not feel heard. Again, just think about how when you don't feel heard and, you know, when somebody's just, like, coming at you, right? Um, when people feel like that, A, it, like, cuts. It feels like they're – let me say, not say feel. I've been told don't feel respected. Ooh. And also, um, I would say that – it can be when relationships, especially, it's a very thin line between a partnership and it turning into like you you treat somebody like that's your kid mm-hmm. or like turning into mom, which kills eroticism, kills desire, kills um, you know me wanting to have fun with you, right? You you we see relationships all the time where it just seems like they're just like it's like naggy and like okay, my ball and chain, the old lady said I got to come home, like you just it don't seem fun, and yet. Because I want things a certain way, like you, you, you end up turning it into that, um, and so you have to be very careful. I think that it's really hard sometimes to just let things flow and um, to let people be different, let them be themselves, and it shouldn't be hard to respect people. But um, sometimes we have to understand that we need to deliver our needs and our desires in a better way. That's not going to seem like you're telling somebody what to do or um, giving them some kind of ultimatums and all of those mm-hmm. things. It just it just leads to unhealthy dynamic um, when it comes to partnership, for sure. Absolutely. And I think also, like, <clears throat> being newer to advocating for your needs or even understanding them and your emotions, like, it's, it's hard. Like, we're, we're new to this. We haven't been able to do this, you know, our whole lives. And so it's, you know, it's all a learning process. So we're here to learn together, mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about this. Because originally when we were writing this episode, we were like, all right, so – what are some strategies to fix it? Yeah, because I don't know. Crickets. Um, my, and my even my friends like, like, man, you always be turning up. But like, he he turns up with me, so like, it's a different conversation than like a partner being like, I don't feel respected. I'm shutting down. Versus like, and be like, you need you need to calm down. And like, he turn up with me. But I'm also it's like, okay, cool. We both turned up, and now we both turn back down, mm-hmm. and we good. And it's cool. But I think we have different expectations of of different relationships, and so that's why it's important to pay attention to that. So, um. Not pause. What are some strategies to um, curb being reactive? Because I keep just having to apologize and keep being like, okay, I'm working on this. But it's even how I just say, that's how I be talking to people like, oh, so blah, blah, blah. Um, But I, it's, it'd be hard in the, in the moment. I just don't. Yeah. And, and I, I, I do this thing too. and, And he hates it. I hang up like, but I got to figure out how to be like, hey, I can't do this. I can't talk no more. You know, something. I got to say something else. But as soon as I feel like I'm about to turn up crazy, I just be like, click. Because anything else is going to be a mess. And yet, also, that's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Which I, w- I would be disrespectful, I would be too. irritated. I would be mad irritated if you hang up on me. Don't you hang like, up on me? Because then I'll zero, zero to a thousand. No, nah, I'd be like, click. So, uh, then I think it's. 
it's great that we'll just start with this this one here. Um, <laughs> the first strategy to helping you curb emotional reactivity that is to work. take a breath and or take a break and, and just communicate to your partner like, yo, I'm about to turn up. I will call you back in like 15 minutes because I, I can't right now. Maybe I could do that. Yeah, uh, just but but you have to practice. But also, like, I think it's important. I always think about that after I hung up. But, but you got to stop doing that and, and tell the person like, yo, I'm about to turn up. I really need to take some space. I'll call you back in an hour or something like that. But just I think also being like the other person, it's helpful to let them know that, yes, you will revisit it. You will come back to a conversation because I will totally be like yeah. diplomatic and like and that 20 helps minutes. people. But you got to you got to <laughs> right take now, that space for yourself so that you don't disrespect them. But I think it's about communicating it and forcing yourself to not do what you've always done. So take a break. Either if it's a breath before you start cussing or whatever you're about to do or before you react or you be like, yo, I need I need to take about 15 minutes. I'm going to call you back. And you know, now that I think about it, what sucks so much is because when I've had other partners who they weren't as secure or healthy or whatever, like I, was not, I wasn't the bad one turning up. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, I'm the, I'm the bad guy because he's actually like very nice and respectful. <laughs> um and so I'm not even used to, like, feeling like, I am, why am I the bad guy all the time? I'm like, why am I the one who's always talking about, why am I being so mean all the time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, maybe because I'm used to dealing with mean people or, like, people who are not respectful or rude or whatever. So which I'm is, usually the one telling them, which like, Which is probably why you're so reactive. Like, that's probably part of the reason why you're really reactive. I guess. But I wasn't, I, I don't think I was as react. I think I was the shutdown person before, mm. though. So. That's why it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. Um, I th- so I think another thing, maybe once you've taken a quick breath, mm-hmm. is try not to make assumptions about what other people mean. And with that, it's really like when people say a thing, because I hate when people do this to me too, when I say something and then they make it mean, all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, I, I really just mean what I'm saying. <laughs> when people say something, just like listen to what they're saying. Don't try to make assumptions about, oh, well, this means that. and. Because that's when, like, you're really letting your triggers take over when something being said now means a hundred other things. Ask questions. Listen actively. You know, be curious about how they're feeling. Um, Not being defensive. Um, Yeah. Like, really, I guess, honestly, if I could just be quiet while they're talking, that, that could be helpful. If I could talk slow like I'm talking now. I just don't. Not yet. Until after the fact. But I think, like, not assuming is a I huge thing. I turned up this today already. Like, I just, I'm going to turn up on the tech. I turn up on whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we get, we turn up because of triggers. Um, and often that is because yes. of an assumption. And yes. so, and, and I want to, like, be clear that you're not, like, you're not, we are not assuming things out of thin air. Like, life experiences have taught us mm-hmm. that this malintent, which is why we turn up. And yeah, that's why guys be mad because they be like, everything that every other person she been with got her got her having an attitude. And it's like yes, because niggas be lying and like, or I'm asking for a thing and the thing's not happening and and why did it becomes like an everybody nuts and da 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 and like you're putting everything together and it's it's hard, but I actually do do a pretty good job again, kind of after the fact. If I'm if I'm not talking directly to you or on the phone, you're not gonna get as much turn up because I can think a little more mm-hmm. when I'm texting. And yet, I also am preferring now. I like to talk more, because I like the challenge of doing the talking. But when I have the time to think about it, I can be like, no, okay, this is this thing. It's not all of this, mm-hmm. and I I can process that. So like one of the things um, is like 
understanding yourself and how you think mm-hmm. and being able to reframe that. Um, and I think that has to do with also kind of knowing how you feel and your triggers. So, for example, um, what I was referring to earlier, uh, while I was out of town, I, um, I passed my boyfriend my, my shoes, my Versace shoes, <clears throat> put in the closet. And he, like, threw them in there. And I went to the closet, and I was like, <laughs> it, it's not that deep. But I was like, see, this is what I be talking about. <laughs> about. And I said, I said, wait a minute, you know what? This, you putting my shoes in here kind of haphazardly makes me think about the way I do things a certain way, and I like a certain standard and certain care of things that I just feel like you just don't do sometimes. And which made me start thinking about everything. Like, if we go on, on a trip or something, I'm going I'm to know, like, what's the restaurants? When we do this, I'm going to do da-da-da-da. Like, I do things a certain way. And you do them different. And sometimes I feel like that means you don't care. And so, like, I, it was just throwing the shoes. And he was like, okay. <laughs> but also, in my head, it made sense. And I knew why just this little thing. And I was like, this is not even a big deal. This does not matter. Like, boom, fix the shoe. It's, it's not that deep. And yet, I'm telling you, that's why when I, as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, I'm not caring again. Like, it's, it was all of that stuff. And I'm like, I get it. So I, and I tried to explain it, but then when I tried to explain it, it just made him feel like unappreciated stuff. It's like, like you can't do anything right and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, I was like, y'all get it. But at least I understand what that was just now. And so it makes sense. And it's like little things trigger like these bigger thoughts about mm-hmm. like just the differences between people or whatever. And yet also this was not a big deal. And so it's things like that. Like, like I kind of turned up even just from that, but it's because I was thinking about all this other stuff. And, like, I was like, this connects to what's bothering me is, like, the level in which we do things does not feel the same. Mm-hmm. And that's a, such a great example. There's, like, so many of these things, like, in essence, little things, like the dishes in the sink and stuff like that, like, but, with relationships. Yeah, but it's not, like, the dishes. It's mm-hmm. that you don't, you don't appreciate me. You don't see what I'm doing. I ask you to do one thing, and you can't do it. You don't mm-hmm. care about me. I'm not important to you. And, you know, and then it, like, trickles down. And mm-hmm. so I, I you think... You have to know what's important to your partner, though, because, I mean, everybody has different things. And, and similarly, I'm like, well, why, you know, I would never know somebody's coming over to my house and not kind of straighten up, right? And it's like... I'm coming over and you don't want to straighten up a little bit. Like, so as soon as I walk in, I'm like, <sighs> stuff all over the place. Like, and then I'm in, now I'm in a kind of blah mood, which then like rubs off, you know, and then just starts rubbing off and going back and forth. But that's even something that like, I, I brought up at a later time that where I could process it and mm-hmm. talk about it. And that thing be clean with a candle lit every time Maybe. now. So like, and, and now also because now it's more cleaner than not, if there is a little something going on, it's, you know, he moving around today, having a lot going on. Like, I, I be having stuff on my floor, too. But if I know somebody's coming over, I'm going to straighten up. So now, like, when it's not 100% straight, that's okay, as opposed to it's never straight. Um, so, like, I can still try to be like, okay, you know, this is fine. But that's um, another important, important strategy when you're, like, thinking about turning up. So two things there. So is identifying how you're feeling and learning or identifying your triggers and then – 
with that, being able to communicate your experience mm-hmm. with the person. So instead of being like, I don't feel like you care. Yeah, you, yeah, I don't, you don't you care about try. me. You don't care about me. You're not trying. You make, you are so inconsiderate. So instead of blaming them, so you make me feel X, instead of shaming them, you're so inconsiderate. Yeah, that's what I do when I come back. You say instead, like when you don't clean up, when I tell you that I'm coming over, it makes me feel like, you know, you don't care. Especially don't when have, your roommate talking about, oh, he, he bringing somebody back to the crib and you helping him clean up. I was like, but you ain't, you ain't clean up when I was coming over. Like, don't forget, you know, and and we do that too. We, we mm-hmm. kind of forget, you know, with, with our people, like to show a certain level of care. And yet in our minds, you might think, well, this is such a small thing. Like I'm, I'm not asking for no trips to Hawaii and shit um, or whatever. Right. Like it's like, it's just a little thing. Up. but yeah. the little things be the big things though. They really do. Um, but in those cases, so I, I can have those conversations it's just that there's been too many times I probably came over and immediately had an attitude mm-hmm. that probably wasn't clear or whatever. And even when you walk in and at that moment be like, why is this stuff all over the place? Like, it's just, that doesn't help anything, I guess. But, um, so that's still the part that I got to figure out. Sometimes I could do it though. But, but it's, I think what it is, is that I have to have done these couple of strategies already. I have to understand it. Because mm-hmm. at first I'll see, like, all right, I keep getting an attitude about a thing. Yep. Then I have to understand, like, what's really going what's on? What's going on? Once I get that, now I can I can express mm-hmm. it. But in the times that I've had to turn up already, then I just turned up. Yeah. And, I mean, but that's, right, that's that's learning, that's growth. And then you communicated it, and you are starting to see the things that you want to see. You know, you yeah. start to see a change. I practice having conversations in my head to understand. Like, once I realize, like, you know, this is why this thing's bothering me. I kind of talk about it in my head so I can understand, like, what's going on before I try to talk about it. Yeah, same. And, like, I think another thing is recognizing that, you know, they might not agree or it might feel different for them. And Sometimes they just don't, space, they don't see that. They don't see it, yeah. And so creating space in the conversation. Um, another strategy I think is really important is making sure that you're taking care of yourself. And I know we say that, mm-hmm. but like if you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, like if any of those things are yeah. going on, you initially yeah. going to be on a hundred off jump, like off of anything. Yeah. And that's why I am really good too about when I know where I'm at, um, with PMS or ovulating or mm-hmm. whatever, then I'll know, like, I don't, I'm not going to say anything about this right now because I can come at this better later. So, um, knowing yourself too and what you might be needing, um, is good. Yeah. And if you find yourself like extremely reactive and not knowing how to deal with it, definitely talk to a therapist or somebody who can help you yeah. personalize strategies for things. But I, I think these are pretty, pretty comprehensive. Yeah. And I think actually talking to a therapist is, is pretty good in general because a lot of times if you're a reactive person, like we say, you don't necessarily feel as in control. Um, and sometimes you just need an outside person sometimes you're not going to hear your friend or your partner or, you know, whoever telling you that because mm-hmm. you're going to get hyped. But um, in a space where you're speaking to a professional, um, sometimes it's easier to, like, understand or hear what somebody else is saying. Yeah, or even get to the why because you might be missing it. You'd be like, no, it mm-hmm. is because he's not doing the dishes. And your therapist is like, actually, it seems that this is because. Yeah, like, how, what is that really making yeah. you feel? Like, oh, you feel not being heard. You feel not being cared for. You feel whatever, right? And that's mm-hmm. really where... Once you figure out those key things, it's usually like, oh, that's the key thing behind all of this different stuff a lot of times. Um, Hence the turn-up. Yeah, and then and then at those points, too, you got to think about, well, what can I do to to make feel that a little bit more? And sometimes that could be like, oh, let me actually hang out with um, some friends or, or do this activity or, you know, there's other things you need to be doing, too, because everything doesn't need to fall on a partner 
in this case of talking about relationships. Yeah. Um, and so while, yes, they need to understand or it'd be nice for them to understand and respect, like, what makes you feel, you know, what can trigger you or whatever, not necessarily other people's responsibilities to, like, try to have to feel like they have to tiptoe. Because, again, that's kind of that weird dynamic in relationships where you want to avoid people feeling like they have to tiptoe around you and shut down around you. Um, and so it is our responsibility, too, to understand what we need and then really try to find that. Um, and also to be able to take steps back and have the perspective, which is really important, of how bad is this thing or how big is this thing, right? Because in the grand scheme, this is what I do a lot, too. It might be something little, like, this man never calls me. But, like, in the big scheme, all these great things, right? And so I, like, trying to remember, like, okay, mm-hmm. this isn't, why are we letting this negative outweigh everything? Um, and even in the moment of, like, when you want to turn up on something, it's like, this isn't, this isn't outweighing everything to be a turn up. Um, and so always kind of refocusing back on the bigger picture is helpful, too. I think this was very helpful for me, even in talking about it. And would love to hear from y'all um, at Carly's Couch on all the social media platforms. Like yeah, I guess I'm not as bad as like thinking about the strategies as I thought. It's just yeah. the pause, <laughs> bro, in the moment. But that be not, but that be the main thing. <laughs> that, that's because my pause is the hang up. <laughs> but see, mine mine is an initial blow up, and then I want to fix it right then. Yeah, and it and don't then be then working. Not like trying to fix it, but then I be trying to force it to be fixed, and it does not work like that. It don't. Yeah, so now you gotta wait. Stop doing two that. business days, bro, because <laughs> then you done overdid it, and then you yeah. upset at yourself when you reflect later. Oh. That's fair. That's fair. So let's <laughs> try not to overreact this week. Not blow up. Let's be calm. Take that pause. Let's take that break. Yeah, I'm gonna have to practice this today because um, <laughs> I'm already waiting. <clears throat> Let us know if this is helpful. Respect with your friends. people, though. Be respectful. Always.